everyone. Welcome back to Dad Space, the podcast for dads by dads. And uh, I'm so excited to have Kevin on the podcast today. We're going to be talking about uh, his men's group. And if you're not a part of a men's group, I have a question for you. Why are you not part of a men's group? Um, Kevin has one and he would love to connect with you. Um, if you love golf, okay, I'm really good at mini putt, but Kevin's is a totally different element than I am. Uh, Kevin's got some golf stories for us as well. We'll hit the tees and see where we can end up, how close we can get to the pin. Uh, Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Nice to have you here. Thanks, David. Appreciate you having me. All my random golf analogies there in terms, but there you go, right? <laughs> There's lots. There's lots. <laughs> I love it. Again, yes, I could I could give you a run for your money on a mini putt course with a windmill or some kind of thing that gets in the way, but you'd smoke me out on the greens for sure. So that's great. Yeah, absolutely. My my putting, putting's never been my my strongest part of my game, but uh, definitely, uh, you, I'm sure you could probably take care of me on the mini golf course. Isn't that like where you win and lose a game in golf is on the on the you know putting? Is that right? They, the the saying is drive for show and putt for dough. And I've always been really good at hitting the ball. Uh, ball striking is one of my strongest points and hitting the ball, getting it to the green has always been something that I've really been, you know, it's been the best part of my game. And then the putting, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's let me down. It's, it's, a, I'm a streaky putter and I, and I putt firm and solid and I give myself a lot of long comeback putts from behind the hole, but you know, when uh, the thing about being aggressive, when when they go in, they start to go in and, you know, by by the boatload. And, and a lot of times when they when they don't go in it, uh, you end up having lots of bogeys. So so I can make an amateur golfer look like a pro because I'm terrible. And I remember going to one golf course I'd never golfed at before with my friends or the second tee. And I'm looking at the flag. And I'm like, holy crap, that's far away. Oh, well, I just to be a very Canadian saying, I just give her and I hit this yeah. thing. And when I get to the T, I look at the flag instead of saying two, it said three. I shot to the wrong, <laughs> the wrong flag. <laughs> I was totally off. Oh, I'm hilarious. like, why is it so far away? Anyways, that's my reason. I was supposed to go to the right, not to the left. And there you go. It's so. uh, it's kind of one of those things where like, if anyone, anyone who is a golfer, um, if you can take, a couple extra minutes instead of, you know, if, if you only have a few minutes to warm up before most, most people, their, their warm up is going to the, to the clubhouse, grabbing a couple of beers and making sure that the cart's full of beer. But yeah. if you have an opportunity to warm up and, and you only have a couple minutes, go to the drive or go to the putting green and hit some chips and putts instead of going to the driving range, because that will, uh, that will definitely save you. And it's, it's a lifesaver. So that, that's a, a little bit of, an inside scoop. So golf is expensive and we are for us, us normal people who golf, it costs us a lot of money, but you got paid to golf. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, not very well. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the golf industry working in the golf industry is, is a challenge to make money. And that was, you know, that was one of the reasons why I ended up ultimately leaving, but it's an amazing lifestyle. I got to meet some amazing people, NHL players, uh, movie stars, things like that. But, um, you know, playing playing in in uh, in top tier tournaments with with some of the some of the best players that you know I played I played on Team BC in two thousand three with with one of my teammates who played fifty seven events on the PGA Tour and and getting a chance to just like play with him and see him and 
and uh, just be be in that energy was was really powerful and, and you know something I'm super grateful for. Any places you haven't had a chance to golf that if somebody could pay your way, no cost to you, you can go anywhere you want. Is there any place that you would go to you've never been to or you would return to because you loved it so much? I've never been to Augusta, Georgia, where the Masters is played. So if I if I had an opportunity to play Augusta National, it would be absolute dream come true. Um, I haven't done a whole bunch of traveling outside of the country to play. So uh, if anyone was if anyone was offering to take me somewhere, I would absolutely take the opportunity. Whether uh, yeah, even if it was just outside my front door, but I would say Augusta National would be would be number one. Um, Palm Springs is such a huge. Uh, place for for golf with amazing golf courses tournaments and and stuff like that so uh yeah there you those go are, those are a couple of places where i'd like to see okay so if anyone's listening and you own a golf course you are a professional golfer and you're looking for somebody to come and and join up for a good game kevin's available and we'll have those links in the show notes just reach out he'll he'll move his calendar around totally he'll do it. even if you just want somebody to come and and give you some tips and uh you know, help you out on your game. There you go. Absolutely. How generous of you to do that. That's so great. Uh, <laughs> so, Kevin, we're here to talk to dads. Um, and we've already slid into sports already, which is fine. Uh, but here on Dad Space, we're trying to create a world for men. We're kind of just like the title, creating a space for dads and helping dads be better in life, better in their family, in their home, with their kids, their partner. And most importantly, I think is to be better to themselves in creating a safe space for men to have great conversations, hear from other men, learn from other stories, and encourage people that might be, you know, maybe struggling with some identity issues as a dad or loneliness or all kinds of different things that we as men seem to fall into throughout the periods of our lives. Um, Tell us a little bit about your dad's story, a little bit about your family, and that kind of background as well as we start off today. Yeah, you know, the, that's a really good lead up. And I, I think that, you know, not to speak for all dads, but, you know, speaking for myself, I think when when I started out on my dad journey was like, um, I know all the things that, that I don't want to be, right? There's all of these situations in my life, like, I don't want to be this and I don't want to do that. And I'm never going to do this and I'm never going to say that. And then all of a sudden it was like, my son asked me something is like, asked me a why question. I said, because I said so. Mm. And I'm like, I said that I was never going to say that. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of one of those things that, that adapted over time. And, you know, one of the biggest challenges for me that I recognize now, like my kids are, my kids are 15 and 13. And I recognize now that they, you know, it's, it's not, they don't need me as a dad to be on top of them and helping them out with everything is more of that mentorship and being a leader and a guide. And, you know, they're, they're old enough now to, to start making their own mistakes. And, and I can see the things that, you know, the things that they're doing that I'm like, oh man, I, I was there, there. I mean, they're still part of me and I can see where they're making their mistakes. And, you know, it's one of the things that, uh, it's like, they also don't want to hear from me. It sounds, seems like, yeah. and it's kind of like that teenage, that teenage thing. And I know that you have some experience of mm-hmm. that. So just, just trying to, uh, trying to be there for them and lead and lead by example. And that's been the, that's been the biggest lesson in my life. And it's something that I'm still trying to instill in, in my myself and my kids is just that leading by example. Yeah. And it's interesting how we have to change as a dad, as the kids grow up and the different seasons of their life. 
and what they need from us and what they don't need from us. I, I found for me, as my kids were growing up, just about the time that I figured out my role, everything changed. And I'm like, oh, I've, I had to go back and start all over again because they're, they've gone from being small and not in school yet to being in school. Okay, so now I got the in school part. And then all of a sudden they're in junior high or high school and now that's totally different. Then they're college and I'm like, oh, I just never felt like I was just good enough at that level to enjoy it. I was always learning. So for you, did you kind of you feeling that as a dad too? Yeah, and this is this is kind of something too. And and what I've recognized in my own journey and with working with men, you know, as a men's coach and having having a men's group is we weren't taught how to be dads. There there was no like, hey, here you yeah. go. Here's the here's the rule book, and here's here's what I did and what I didn't do and whatever. It was just you know our dads and my dad. Yeah. They were literally just you know, operating the best that they possibly could with what they weren't shown. It's like, I'm just going to, this is what I want. This is what I want for my kid. And and this is how I'm going to try and get it to them. And a lot of times it wasn't taught or it wasn't shown. It was implied. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like for me, and, you know, I recognize this in my own life. I'm going, huh, I actually didn't really ask any questions either. So that's something that that I'm recognizing in my own journey and going, talking to my kids going, is there anything that you want to learn from me? Anything that I haven't shown you or I haven't taught you? If there is something, let me know and I will teach you and I'll show you. And if it's something that I don't know, maybe it's something that I want to learn that I wasn't shown or taught as well. So yeah. that's something that's something that's really powerful that's come up for me. And just want to keep that that communication that communication line going. And, you know, I think of it as kind of a, a legacy, you know, a lot of us in, you know, I'm, I'm 44 turned 40, 45 this year, that kind of generation. And even like generations past, there wasn't that wisdom or the, the legacy that was passed the passed down, like a, like a recipe book that, that you get from your grandma, you know, that's, it's almost like, what's the, what's the dad recipe book that we can pass down to our kids. I had a dad on recently and he was saying that what people think of you is going to be written for you in the future, even when you're not here and you're not going to have any input wow. into what they say about you when you're not here. And I'm like, oh, wow. So it's going to be on your children to say my dad was fill in the blank. And I'm, and he's, his challenge to me and the, the dads that were listening was, have that conversation with your kids now and ask them who you are as a dad so that if there's something you can do better or improve or grow or change that you can do that now while you're still here and having that conversation. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> like that one stuck a little bit. And it's, it's, it's stuck with me since I heard him say that. And I can't, I can't shake it. I really want to have that conversation. Yeah. And uh, one of the conversations that I've had with my kids is I come from, you know, my parents are still together. They've been together for, you know, 50 years, almost 50 years. And I've been through a separation and divorce. So my parent, my kids are from a split home yeah. and two completely different sets of parents, even compared to what I was when I was married to their mom as opposed to who I am now and, and leading, you know, leading more so by example, instead of just trying to, you know, be in survival mode. 
um, one of the things that I started asking them and having these real deeper conversations is like, how, how can I love you more? What do you need? What do you need from me? And how can I love you more? And then asking them questions is like, what, what is it that you want to do? If you could choose anything to do with me, what would you choose? And where would we go? And the first time I started to ask those questions, they're like, I don't know. I don't know. Everything's great. Everything's fine. But I'm like, let's take a little bit to think about this. And I said, it's an open-ended question and it can always change. So you guys let me know how I can love you more. And if there's anything that you want to do and experience with me and and where is it going to be? And uh, yeah, it was interesting to, to get some feedback from them. It's amazing. I'm on your Facebook page while we're chatting. Uh, warrior of the heart and um mm. it's, uh, i'm watching your posts and things that you're putting up there very challenging and what i want to jump back to is the, the whole idea of why is a men's group important like why why should we even care can we just do this on our own and use the best of our knowledge and do our best attempts and do it in our own little bubble and like do we really need the input of a group does that help talk a little bit about that well, you totally can do it by yourself, but we can see right now with the state of the world and, and you know, all the statistics that are showing up about men's mental health and, and everything that goes along with that, we can see where that's leading us and what what living in silos and being isolated and, and trying to figure out everything and taking the weight of the world on our shoulders. We see we see how, how that works and it's not, you know, it, it can... You can do it, but it's only going to last for so long and something is going to happen. And, and most likely it's going to be drastic and tragic. And that's where a men's group, a men's group isn't there to, you know, it's not going to take over your life and, and tell you what to do. But having the support of men and support of brothers in general, there's nothing like that. And it's the men's group that I created is to show up with who you are and what you've got, whatever that is. Sometimes we celebrate, right? Some, you know, it's not always heavy. It's not always having to share your deepest, darkest fears and insecurities and wounds. It's a space where everything is welcome. And it's a space, a safe space that many men have never experienced before. Yeah. You know, where you can just be like, Hey, you know what? Um, I'm struggling. You know, or my, my finances, you know, my, my finances are going down the tube and I don't like, I feel like I might need to file for bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. Who can talk about that stuff and where, where can you bring that that's safe where you're not going to be judged? Yeah. You know, that's where these men's groups are so powerful. And it's not only about sharing, like we're, we're holding each other accountable and setting intentions and creating, you know, creating opportunities for growth. It's so powerful to be able to to share and have a space to put like your stuff, but it's not, if you're not going to do anything with it, then it's not going to get any better. Yeah. Right. But the power, the power of that group is everyone's on their own mission and everyone has their own wisdom and things that they're trying as well as like, as a leader in that space uh, myself is like, I continue to keep adding tools to the tool belt and bringing them to the group and saying, here's, you know, have you tried breath work before? I'm a mm-hmm. certified breath work instructor. Let's do some breathing, yeah. right? Breathing is one of the most powerful things that I've ever experienced in how to do it properly and using these different techniques. And uh, it's a special experience. So I wanted to bring that to the, bring that to the table. And 
and there's there's more there's just so much more and and uh, it's not just a space to like bring your stuff but it's a space to bring it let it go free yourself from it and create some space for healing and growth but then also creating some steps to actually make some stuff happen what do you think what do you think uh, members of your group coming into your dad's group what do you think they really need at the end of the day is it all around community is it around relationships what what is some of the the glue that keeps people coming back to the group then it's uh it's all of the above right and it starts with a it, it starts with just looking into yourself and going um where where can i be better and where am i not showing up or where am i showing up in a way that's not fully authentically from my heart and how is that affecting my relationship with my kids how is it affecting my health how is it affecting my sex life or, you know, yeah. my relationship and connection with my, with my wife or my partner. Yeah. You know, it all starts with having a place to just be open and honest, but the real power in that is being there with other men that are doing the same thing and want the same things and seeing that you're not alone. And just that in itself for the very first time that men experience that you see it. And it's felt, and I'm like, I get, I get goosebumps thinking about it every time because I remember the first time that I heard other men talking about what they were going through, and I'm like, man, that guy's from Russia, yeah. and he's feeling the same way as me. That guy's from Turkey. That guy's from the, uh, you know, from the southern U.S. And this, these guys are from Canada. They're all experiencing the same feelings, the same emotions, and that's when I realized I'm like, mm. this is universal. Yeah. Right. Our stories might look different. You know what we do, our relationships like that might look different on the outside, but how we feel that is exactly the same. Yeah. And that was such a powerful experience that I was like, man, I've, I'm uh, I'm a different person just from being here and hearing other people's stories. Yeah. So while we're talking about it, Kevin, how do people find your community and and become part of that what, what do we have to do um so it's a it's a facebook group right now okay. and it's called the heart warriors men's alchemy group on facebook so it's a private men's group every man is welcome and we have online monthly circles uh once a month and then we have in-person circles once a month as well um i'm looking actually at adding some more circles and one specifically for dads you know, like a fatherhood men's circle where it talks about, you know, being a father, being a son. If you want to be a father, like all things fatherhood and being being a dad, um, it's such a powerful, a powerful space. And, you know, it's uh, right now it's just it's monthly, but it's it's just continuing to grow. And, and there's some amazing men in there. And it's really all about showing up and, and with whatever you have. If you have a book that you've read, a podcast that you listen to um a video that you've watched uh you know a, a practice that you're doing bring that to the group because that might just help somebody else yeah. or you might get something from someone else that you're like you know what i never actually thought about trying that before i love it okay so kevin for the members of your group that are listening to this episode and hearing you talking about the group and and why this even exists if you could speak to your group and they're all gathered here with us in the podcast what is some of your, what is some of your encouragement that you're giving out to dads? What's top of mind this week, and for you as you think of your group members, what would you like to say to them? They're listening right now. You're seen, 
or, you know, we, I see you, I know what's going on and it's okay. Start sharing what's going on for you, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's hard, whether it's easy, whether it's lighter, whether it's dark, bring that to the group and be witnessed because you're not alone. And that's one of the biggest challenges that I see in so many men is we're so used to doing things alone and trying to get it all done on our own, because if we don't, then we're not good enough as men. We're not good enough as fathers when it's, it's just not true. Every single one of us is going through stuff in our life. And to think that we're alone is the biggest lie that we tell ourselves. So bring your stuff to the group and let the group see it, feel it, experience it and support you. That is one of the, the biggest things. There's 267 men in this group and there's maybe, you know, I'm, I'm the only one who's sharing a lot of stuff, but I know the power in doing that. And I know that there's people watching and, and mm. listening because they reach out and be like, man, Hey, what you're doing, like, keep doing that. And I'm like, thank you. And I will. And let's see your stuff as well, because I can, I can use everyone's collective wisdom as well. Yeah. You know, we've all got something to learn from somebody. I, I find that when I talk to dads here on the podcast, that there's this, for some men, there's this underlying uh, quiet desperation where people are, again, trying to figure stuff out on their own. They think that, you know, I'm Superman. I can do it. I can do it by myself. I don't need any help. But I find that as I age, my circle of friendship gets smaller. My group of friends gets smaller in, in number. Um my children are now out of the house. I'm an empty nester. So my kids are all above 20 and out. And it's just myself and my wife now. And I feel like I'm in another new space that I've never been in before and learning all over again how to navigate being a dad from a distance now. Um, it just seems like having a, a men's group like what you're offering is it's a great way just to connect with other people and have conversation because I can talk to my wife, I can talk to my partner, but there's only so much that I f can say to her that she would understand from my point of view, but sitting with another dad and talking through things and bouncing ideas off each other, I think it could open the door to have a, a, a different type of conversation by, by being part of this men's group. Absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, one of the things that I've recognized, we can talk to our partners, our wives about, you know, all of the things, but if we don't have a space outside of that, yeah, then we can bring, continue to keep dumping stuff on our relationship and it creates this disconnect and pushes us apart. Right. So there has to be that sort of, you know, a creation of polarity so that, you know, there's room for love and connection and not just the stuff that we're going through, because it can really be easy to get stuck in the shit and, yeah. and only talk about that. Right. Yeah. So, you know, having other men to, to take that too, so that you can come back to your wife and maybe just love on her or your kids. Right. Same thing. Or your kids. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So men's mental health is huge. Obviously we, I, almost every episode we kind of touch on that. Um, but the other thing when we chatted before we came on was, you talked about your own physical health and your journey that you've been on just to be healthier and show up better in the world. Talk a little bit about where you've come from physically with some of the things you were dealing with and kind of some of the things that you found that made things better for you. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I started, I kind of started on this, like this spiritual journey. I went to an energy healer for the first time in 2013 and, you know, kind of like opened my eyes to a little bit more, something greater, like, you know, beyond just my day to day of what I was doing, which was, was a powerful experience and really opened my eyes. And as I kind of got a little bit older in life and started achieving more of, of what I thought was going to make me happy like that, you know, financial success and, you know, having the being married and having the two kids and, you know, the, the outside image of, of everything being, you know, the perfect family, right. As I started to kind of have that experience, I realized that that wasn't it. And, um, you know, my relationship started to kind of like separate and, I was like, maybe it's something to do with me physically, right? I'd always been overweight and insecure about my body. And at that point, I was the heaviest that I'd ever been. And I like, I was like 247 pounds. I was sneaking cigarettes and, you know, closet smoking. And it was just really like not who I wanted to be. I was not feeling well. I was working a lot and, and, and all of that stuff. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to start taking care of myself. And maybe that's going to change things in my relationship. If I, you know, one, I want to feel better. Two, maybe if I look better, then, you know, things will shift a little bit. Yeah. Right. I still had that, you know, that, that insecurity of like, maybe it's my looks. Right. Hmm. So I started running. And when I ran, I didn't want to smoke anymore. And I didn't want to eat bad. But what happened was when I was doing that, all of a sudden my mind started to become so clear and my, like I started to feel better internally too. It was just like, it was almost like a process of like letting go and freeing myself. And I was connecting to things like the sounds and the sights and the, Oh man, it smells really nice this morning. And you know, like, like those kind of things. And when I was running, it was just such a powerful experience and then I started to transform physically. I started to lose some weight. I started to look better in the mirror. Pe- other people started to notice it as well. And I was like, oh, this, this really feels great. But my relationship didn't change. Mm. It actually continued to deteriorate. Yeah. And all I did, all I knew was what I knew. So I would either work harder, try harder, do more around the house, do more with the kids, um, do more for my wife. And, and nothing worked, but I was starting to see more clearly by taking care of my body physically. And that was, you know, that was really the start of the journey. So one thing that I suggest for, for all men and and people in general, when you start, when you're looking to like make a transformation in your life, not the easiest place to start, but the most logical place to start where you can start seeing and feeling instant results is to start taking care of your physical health. And it's going to open the door for other things. It makes you clearer mentally, makes you clearer emotionally. And you can feel when you're working hard and that feels good, right? And when you look in the mirror, you can start to see results after a bit of time, but you can start seeing results. And those tangible results really help to kind of like start the journey. And that's that's how it did for me anyways. Any... um thoughts or considerations that we can share with um, uh, dads that are co-parenting similar to what your setup is right now with your, with your family, what kind of lessons are you learning about raising your kids and your interactions that you have with your kids, with your, 
you know, with your family's unit, how it's set up now in comparison to what it was in early days, what kind of things are you learning as a dad in this season of your life? Uh, um, I have a pretty, I have a challenging co-parenting relationship with my ex-wife and, and we don't, we, we don't communicate yeah. very well. Um, it's something that I've, I'm striving for and I try for and continue to revisit. But I would say one of the biggest things that I've learned through all of that is I can't control other people. I can't control my ex-wife. I can't control my kids. I can't control the, you know, the extended family or the situations, yeah. right? So the biggest thing that I can do is just focusing on the things that I can control. And again, continuing to lead by example. If I want to be a better communicator and I want to teach my kids to communicate better, I have to start communicating and doing it in a way that that aligns with my heart and is integrity with me. And that's what I'm going to continue to do, even if it falls on deaf ears. And the more that I try and control it or like hang on to frustration or resentment or anger because of that, that's my own fault because I'm trying to control that outcome or someone else's behavior when all I can do is put it out there. And if it's not received, then, then I have a choice to make from there. I can be mad and I can be angry and I can hang on to that. Or I can choose to let that go and, and continue to to live my life by example, whether whether my kids uh, agree with it or not. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a challenge right then. And I think a lot of dads who are in this situation don't have, again, a group of men around that they can talk to about stuff like that. And they feel, again, like they're completely alone in this and they have to figure it out on their own. So yet another reason to come back to the men's group you know, and the idea of getting together with other guys to to have those difficult conversations and and find advice and find guidance from someone else who understands what it feels like in a similar way, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and what it is with the, with the men's group too is like you know there there it's not even so much advice and guidance; it's taking responsibility and ownership for your own life. And being able to do that in a safe space and seeing other men do that as well and going, I have I have my own part in every single thing that's happened in my life. Other people have their part as well. But what am I allowing or what am I doing or not doing that's causing this part in my life? And what can I do to take responsibility for that? Yeah. And that's what I can do, right? And that's where having that men's group reflect that and be open to receiving that and also go, Hey, we're here for you when, when you need us, right? You, you're going to go back and you're going to, you know, have these hard conversations. Let us know how it goes. Cause we're here. Right. And that's, that's really the power. And it is knowing that, you know, when, when you're going into situations in your life, it's not just you, you have this foundation that's carrying along with you. So when you fall down, you're not hitting the ground floor anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're landing on the crowd, like surfing the crowd. <laughs> At the concert. Yeah, you're up on the Yeah, there you go. I love it. Um so Kevin, as you kind of look back at your at your story as a dad, what kind of things come to mind for you that was like a a big joy for you as a dad as you look back over the years, certain er eras or periods of time where 
you know, you're like, yeah, I got this dad thing down. Like, I get this. I figured it out. I got my spot. I know my role. Any of those kind of come to mind as you look back at your kids early on? There's, uh, there's, you know, I coach, I coach my son playing hockey and, and that was always a joy. And it was, it was a joy just to be around the kids, especially when they were small and, you know, they were just like a lot. Sometimes you'd get frustrated because, you know, they wouldn't listen, whatever, but they were literally just there having fun. And it was one of the best places because being on the bench, hanging out with the kids meant you didn't have to hang out with the parents in the stands and deal with any, any of the drama. So that was, that was nice. But, you know, um, when I, after, after the separation, you know, I would take, I would have individual date days with my kids and, you know, nothing, nothing super extravagant or whatever, but just, um, every week, once a week when I had them, each one of them would get one-on-one time with me to go and do whatever, you know, sometimes it was like making Rice Krispie squares or cookies with my daughter or, you know, going for a walk or you know, taking my son to Tim Hortons and getting some hockey cards and a donut, yeah. like things like that. But it was having conversations and yeah, I was like, oh man, I can feel this one. But, you know, my son said to me one time, he's like, dad, you really change. And I'm like, oh, how so? And he's like, you're just not so angry at him. Mm. And he was like 10, he was 10 years old. And I'm like, wow, for him to notice that. And it was something that I'd been working so hard for, but didn't, not even realizing that, you know, in that, that past part of my life, just, just how much I was going through and didn't have a space to share. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, the, there was only a few, two people that I had control over and that was my kids. And I took it out on them and, you know, I recognized, you know, that was some mistakes, but. I would say that that highlighted some of the darker times for me, but in that moment, it was definitely one of my highlights too. And just, just recognize that I'm, you know, I've transitioned and, and transformed on the right path, even though I've made uh, countless mistakes throughout my life. Wow. What an acknowledgement from, you know, a, a boy who only knows what they know and they've never done the adult stuff yet. And, to see that in you and be able to call that out. That's a wise kid. That's a very wise kid. Very perceptive. Yeah. He's a, he's an old soul too. And you know, it's, they get to this 15 year old age now and it's like uh, their brain shut off, but you know, he's still, he's still, uh, he's still got that, that big, big heart in there and, and the, the challenge is helping him see that. Too. Yeah. So, you know, I love it. It was, it was a powerful reflection and something that uh, obviously still hits home today. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Um, so again, Kevin, as far as the finding you online and connecting with the group through Facebook, we'll have all the links in the show notes for people to do so. But do you have any resources out there for men beyond the men's group that I know you do counseling and coaching as well? Is it true? Yep, I do. Uh, I do one-on-one coaching and mentorship. Um, I also have what's called the Heart Warriors Men's Mastermind, and that happens every Tuesday. And it's a paid, it's a subscription-based membership. But we get together every single week, and we're there helping each other grow. I'm I'm leading through breath that we do. We do breath work. We do. I do teaching. I also have other men's coaches, mentors, healers, leaders come in and provide you know, workshops for the men too, that, uh, because one of the things that I've recognized in this space is there, there is no competition. And as men, it's like, we're competing to try and be the, you know, better than, than everyone else our entire lives. 
and there's no such thing. It's just being our best selves. And, and I want to, I want to bring as many people and leaders and, and even people that are doing what I do in to, to show them that if you don't resonate with me, maybe you resonate with David, or maybe you resonate with Brandon, or maybe you resonate with, you know, Bill, right? There's, there's so many opportunities for men to grow out here. And, you know, this is, this is a space to do that. And, you know, it's, it's a relatively inexpensive way to have support every single week that in my opinion is far greater than, than any sort of counseling and therapy can do. Yeah. And when you talk about that non-competitive nature of, of what the group and the mastermind, it just kind of goes take right back, goes back to golf for those that are not professional golfers, um, where you have a prize, uh, you just want to be better than your last game. You want to be better than the last time you teed off, right? You just better than the last hole. And that's how you're going to measure success. You're not here to compete with the masses. It's an individual game where you're competing against yourself, right? And you just want to see growth. And absolutely. And, you know, with golf too, it's it's not always about the score. It's about the process, right? You can You can have the best game that you've ever played hitting the ball wise and still shoot a terrible number. Yeah. Because you didn't putt good or you didn't do this or or it was windy and the weather was bad, whatever, whatever happens. But it's like the process was there. I can feel good about that because I still worked hard and I showed up the way that I did. And that's really what life is. You know, it's about the journey, not the end result. So, you know, it's uh, I have a, I have a few videos that I've done on YouTube. Well, I got a YouTube channel that I haven't been very active on, but how uh, golf relates to life. And I'm going to, I'm going to start adding more to that too. And it's uh it's some powerful reflections. Yeah. Cause you said it, you control what you can control and release the things you can't in golf. You can control your swing. You can control all of the, the work you do behind the scenes to get to the tee, but you can't control the wind. You can't control a bird that flies across. You, you can't control that. Right. So just focus on 100%. what you can do and do that the best you can. Absolutely. I think that's kind of a guide for all of us. Right. I better start following uh, following our own wisdom, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and I love how we can tie golf into everything. That's what I love. Absolutely. And again, I tell you, I could probably smoke you in a mini putt. You know, hey, <laughs> probably not. I believe it. <laughs> I, can be, I can be lucky <laughs> once, at least once. Just like a clock can be right twice a day, right? So uh, totally. there's always options, right? I love it. Um, again, Kevin, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for making time to come on. I hope that people listening, uh, the men that are listening, that are looking for a community, reach out and connect with you. Is there openings in the mastermind? Is there like a waiting period for that? How does that work? It's uh, it's ongoing. So every every month we have a monthly theme, but it's open for men to join anytime and it's going to continue to grow and, and you know, we're going to continue to have more people, you know, become leaders and and it's just going to continue to grow right now. There's there's eight guys in there and it's a it's a beautiful small container where, you know, guys are really making some major transformations in their life. And and uh, again, we meet once a week for an hour and a half. And, you know, it's not a huge time commitment. It's not a huge financial commitment. And uh, the benefits that you get are just, you know, they're immeasurable. So it's, it's pretty amazing. Awesome. So we'll have links to everything that's Kevin's mentioned so far on the podcast, all in the show notes. Make sure you go there and connect with Kevin and check out his Facebook and all of his great uh, things he's putting out into the world's YouTube channel, which is going to get blow up, right? It's going to just blow up. So be <laughs> there. Follow follow totally. the journey as Kevin takes you down the path and uh, grab your grab your uh, your gear, hit the, hit the, the, uh, the golf course. We're going to 
you know, see what we, how close we can get to the tee. And Kevin's going to be there to be our caddy. So thank you for doing this, Kevin. Well, thanks, David. And thanks for what you do. You know, dads, uh, dads need support too. And a lot of times it, it feels like we're alone at the top of the mountain. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's guys like you sh- showing up here that, that really helps a lot of people too. So thank you for what you do. Hey, thanks for listening to Dad Space today. I'm so thankful that you were here for this episode. If uh, you like the show, please let another dad know. Hey, <laughs> that kind of rhymed. Anyways, uh, share the episode out with somebody in your circle who would love Dad Space. That means so much to us here for our guests who donate their time to be on the show. And we just want to see this grow. So, Again, another rhyme. Oh, wow. Anyhow, I <laughs> um, think I need to write a song or something. Thank you for being here for with Dad Space. And again, looking forward to the next episode. Look forward to having you here again with us. And if we can help you in any way, if you have a great guest idea for the show, a topic that we you would love us to cover, we would love to do that here on Dad Space. So thanks for listening and thanks for being part of the community. And to you, Dad, thank you for listening. And thank you for sharing Dad Space. Catch you on the next one. Take care.